Stay with the coach, Wallace. I'll only be a moment. As you say. It only remains that we find a generous patron to proffer us a loan. Excuse me. What about her? Bailey? Pardon our intrusion, madam. But do you think my friend and I can trouble you for a few promissory notes? Kindly stand aside, sir. You smell of whiskey. Huh. Well, that would be due to the fact we are a little... How came you so? <laughs> Aren't we, Cullivan? Come on now, Bailey. Let's let this woman be on her way. Step aside, sir. I've got a firearm. So you do. <coughs> Bailey! You've knocked him out! Monster! Devlin! Troubled by your dreams, eh, Calvin? What the devil do you want, creeping about like that? I think you know why I've taken an interest, Calvin. Same reason you can't sleep, I reckon. Three words. Red Door Tavern. You were there. I saw you. Get out of my way! It was you. I have no doubt about that now. That wretched weasel. What's he after? Money? Maybe he knew the woman. You weren't even me that did it. It was Bailey. Bailey, that bastard. Ran off before anyone saw. He could tell the first mate. Oh, Mr. Greaves. Who knows what he'd do? I've got to do something. Keep him quiet. Oh, he's too big to throw over the rail. But if he dare approach me again in such a manner, I'll make the attempt. Without him in the way, I could buy my time until we make land. God, but with no wind, who knows how long that might be. What's the trouble up there? Unthink, <coughs> do you need assistance, man? Good Lord, damn me! Blood and wounds! Do you see that, Marbury? What is it I should see, Thomas? I see nothing! The bloody blue all around, and it's beast above me! A beast? Madness has truly taken hold of this crew. Nearly a fortnight of no wind and dwindling supplies. Now they see demons where none exist. And myself as well? Entertaining thoughts about rocks that can send a woman hundreds of leagues out to sea in a moment. I've got to get off this damned vessel. If I could just... sleep. Each Gethrona is a kind of scribe, leaving these thoughts and impressions behind as a gathering cluster of beads that the others of our kind come across. And so we all learn what each of us learns. Now I anchor with another. He is similarly 
bedeviled by his thoughts. Do these sad creatures ever know peace? He is somewhere else, in the past. It is all laid bare to me as I anchor with him. Monster! I can't see you! Bailey, you fool! Go fetch her out or she'll drown! Oh god. Bailey! You there! What's going on? Over here! Come on! Somebody needs help! Yes, I'm awake. You shook in your sleep. <sighs> I can see plainly that something is bothering you, sailor. I now, I now have no family left. If we are to cast in our lot together, you must tell me who you are. Very well. I will begin. My name is Rebecca McPherson. I was born in Dunvegan, on the Scottish coast, but raised by my father in Carlisle, in the north of England. I never knew my mother. She died giving birth to me. My father was a steel worker. Mine as well. The factory killed him. There isn't much more to know. Except my grandpa, he was a good man. Not at all what you, what you saw yesterday. I tried to get him to leave Dunwigan. He was what they call a crofter. The English squeeze the Scottish until they give up the land. He knew he couldn't win. The famine almost killed him, but he wouldn't quit. I am sorry. Here. Dry now. You should have it. <laughs> this scarf. He wore it every day, just about. Cullivan. August Cullivan. That's a start. As you can see, I don't care much for the rest of the crew on board the Barrington. But there's one that's gotten my back up in particular. And if he ever discovered you under this boat, he'd have a few things to tell the first mate. What? What could he possibly say that justifies you taking such a chance in a whaleboat in the open sea? He saw something. Back in Plymouth. I... I was out with a mate. The night before setting out on this very ship. We'd had a few, and my friend became violent. He... He robbed a woman on the quay, and somehow, in the struggle, she fell. She fell over the rail and was... drowned in the sea. That's horrible. 
How are you to blame for this? I tried to stop it. To separate them. But I forced them apart and she fell. And Bailey panicked and ran. A witness ran out of the tavern and, and saw only me, standing at the scene of the tragedy. Possibly others saw me as well. I caught wind of an investigation already underway before I left port. I have trusted you with this. You must never breathe a word of it to anyone. Please. I believe you, August. You didn't do this. And I will be silent, you have my word. The next day, I was awakened by a commotion on the deck. I could only make out some of what was being said. It sounded like the first mate, addressing the crew. The captain believes that, should we stay and wait for the storm, we shall surely come to grief. It is his contention that we should make use of the whaleboats and sail out into the storm before it swallows us up where we sit. <laughs> and so, we were afforded a way to disguise our escape from the Barrington. Thanks for listening to episode four of Be Calmed, a Mandible Judy miniseries. Our Patreon supporters and Supercast subscribers have access to bonus content, including the Motherload editions and the Judy Audio Wiki. Pledge as little as $1 per episode to enjoy these perks and more at patreon.com slash mandiblejudy or mandiblejudy.supercast.com. Our cast this week was... Matthew Robertson, Sarah Hoffaker, Clayton Romero, Brandon Duke, Ty Anderson, and Chris Burke. Sound design was by Chris Burke. Music is by Glomat. Drop us an email with any thoughts, suggestions, or just to say hi at info at mandiblejudy.com. We'd love to hear from you. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. See the show notes for details. Catch you next week. <laughs>